Hello guys, welcome or welcome back to another episode of Heike Adulting. Today we have a highly anticipated guest, Miss Emily Uribe. Hello, we're here. Oh my god, we're here. I'm so excited. I actually do listen to Heike Adulting. I just heard that episode with Jazz, so I was very jazzed to be here. I am so excited. And we featured you. We had to plug your name because I was like, <laughs> yeah, highly anticipated guest. We have to have her on. And here we are. You're here. No, yeah. I mean, we've been mutuals for such a long time. Like, I feel like I've been mutuals with you since before I did anything. So, like, it's very nice to finally get to chat with you I and, like, know. see and your YouTube and everything. Like, I've been I've been a Jada fan. Oh, my gosh. That makes me so happy and the fact that you're literally <laughs> in LA now and oh my gosh we were even supposed to try to meet up it just didn't happen because you guys know what happened to me so um <laughs> yeah so but the future we shall see each other and it'll be such a fun time but today I want to dive all into your journey and just everything that you've done I'm so so proud of you everyone is so so proud of you and just rooting you on and I just can't wait to hear all about it because this is kind of like our official like first time talking like it's so weird because like we have these internet friends all the time and then when you like finally talk to them it's like oh I actually don't know as much as I thought I did because we just think we know each other so I'm so excited to listen to your whole story and and let's freaking dive into it introduce yourself to the podcast oh my god well thank you for the lovely words uh, I'm Emily Uribe and I am now living in LA, but I used to do everything from home. So I used to live in, and home for me is Salinas, um, which is like four hours north. Oh, that's north? Okay. Got it, I got think it. it's north because it's not going, I don't think it's going south. But yeah, I would like drive down. I my The biggest thing I think that helped me when I was first starting is like not saying no. It's really hard to say no because you don't want to like take an opportunity for granted. Right. But I remember like my manager and I would travel down every weekend to do anything. Anything we got in our inbox, we were like, we have to do it. It's important because you're building up. It's almost like the Kim Kardashian way of building <laughs> up your career, like getting your picture taken and, you know, talking to people and networking. And I think when I first started again, I was so scared to say no. And I would do absolutely anything to get out of Salinas because at that point I was still in school, but I was doing community college. I was going to transfer to like a higher institution. So I didn't finish where I ended up transferring to and school will always be there. Like I don't feel terrible about, you know, leaving it behind, but I definitely still think it was a great step for me in order to become more of an adult because it helped me have routine and organization. But I was at Cal State Northridge, um, which is here in Los Angeles. So it was perfect. I thought I was going to move here. My, my initial first career path that I wanted was, okay, I got into the school I wanted. I'm going to move. I'm going to PA everything I can. Like I'm going to work, 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 work mm -hmm. until I can't anymore. I'm going to PA and then I'm going to work my way up to being either a personal assistant, a director's assistant, anything I could do. And then I'll act on the side and I'll take acting classes at my college and <laughs> anywhere that I could. And then maybe I'll book something and I'll get out of that. Or so that was I'll the plan. Yeah, and I, I look at, like, the women like Victoria Alonso and, like, Kathleen Kennedy at Sony, where they, like, work their way up from being director's assistants and everything, and that's what I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. But then, obviously, life took a totally unintentionally different path, because in reality, I never did TikTok to do anything with it. I did it for fun, and it just... So it just so happened that it gave me kind of a small inch of a career, um, which I'm still obviously, I'm obviously working on it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's so awesome. Like, again, I feel like life just ends up working out in ways sometimes that 
you know, you just never really expect. And it just kind of unravels. And was there, I, I feel like I wanted to ask you, like, is there any point in your, or during that entire process where you were like, is this actually happening for me? Or like, because all the content that you were making was was almost dare I say like manifestations of what the future career was supposed to be like but then kind of ended up turning into it like I guess on accident like was there ever a point where you were like oh I don't you know imposter syndrome like I don't think I really deserve to be here I don't really know I mean I feel like that's a lot of the time how I feel about any step I take and I feel really guilty because I think of all the people who a work I think incredibly hard work harder than I have to get to where I am right now I mean I get a lot of questions about journalism, like, oh, did you study journalism in school? And I'm like, no, I didn't. Like, I'm completely, in a way, unqualified to do this, but <laughs> I, I enjoy it and I like it. And if the opportunity is presented to me, it's the more experience I get. But I think probably the day I found out, I got the Academy Awards through TikTok, which was crazy because that was a really that's that was, wild. No, I know. I, I could trust me. I, I <laughs> you're like, I still it. can't believe it. I still can't believe I got to do that because that is like. I think in a way that was the biggest stage I could have ever had in order to raise my platform. And I never expected it. My manager told me she'd been working on that for months. Like I had no idea I was put in the kind of the ringer for that. Yeah. I'm sure there were a ton of people who TikTok looked at and were like, they actually host or they are, you know, in that space already. It'd be mm-hmm. easy to hire them. But Amanda, that's her name. She told me I've been working on this for four months. Like, you have no idea the amount of meetings, the amount of energy it took. Yes. Like, you are going to get to do something that, like, she had to probably physically fight for. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and I remember the day I found that out, I, like, called my parents. I was here Aww. in L.A., I think. And I, no, I was at home. And I called my parents while they were at work. I was like, you guys are not going to believe. And they did not believe it. They were like, you're crazy. Like, that's so crazy. And then the day the Oscars were, they were like, whoa. Like, that's insane. Like, my parents have never ever expressed that amount of gratitude to oh, stop that's so funny it's almost like the ha gotcha I, I did do it <laughs> no yeah and then I think after that that's when I started to be like okay you know this could be somewhat of a career this could like be some it, it's a baby step towards what I really want to do and I don't think I want to correspond forever I mean it's a wonderful opportunity and I've noticed a lot of young actresses musicians um, end up doing correspondent work for MTV. Like, for example, Tate McRae at right. the VMAs. She corresponded for a minute there. So it, it's really cool to, like, walk in the footsteps that have been laid out for me because obviously my end goal is acting. Even music, honestly. I'm really looking forward this year okay. to hopefully doing something um, in music. But, yeah, I that's when I felt like it was something that I could do for a long time. And now it's just a matter of, you know, looking at every other opportunity and thinking, how can I spin this? How can this be a part of my path? Because also it's really uncomfortable for me to attend things and not work them, if that makes sense. No, I get it. Because you're like, okay, why am I here? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then also it's, it's the people are going to say, well, why did you go? Like, I remember Mm. after, I think it was the Golden Globes, someone had responded to one of my tweets and was like, why did you go? And then people were posting my picture and going, she went for no reason. And I would reply and be like, I actually work. Like the, like the clip, the mic was on, babe. The mic was in my hand. I worked. Um, so it was definitely, it's a matter of a, me getting out of my own head and being like, I deserve to be here you do and like you deserve to be there and everyone who again is rooting you on like even the people who were just like in my dms yesterday being like no way you're having emily on your podcast blah 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 blah. (laughs) like i'm telling you like it's so crazy how how 
inspiring you are to people but it's so crazy how like the little comments in your ear here and there are going to be the things that tear you all the way down you know what i'm saying because it's like it's like quote unquote you might not feel like you have worked for it or whatever but like i'm telling you that so many people do not think that like so many people view your your path as something that's almost like whoa I mean, yeah, she might just be a regular, regular girl, but she did it. So that means I can too. So like, that's, that's what you are to people. And like, truly when people like, I mean, I was jaw dropped when I was like, oh my gosh, she's a hosting what? Like that's, oh my God, that was so, so cool. And then even you just being able to meet all of the people that you were able to like idolize and look up to when you were growing up. And it's just like, it's like you kind of inserting your foot into these doors is opening so many doors for other people to also just be exposed to the idea that it is possible. And that is so big, Emily, like you have to pat yourself on your back for that shit because like, <laughs> and like you and your manager, cause I know she is working in, in the ground to get you, to get you doing stuff. But, um, but yeah, no, we're, we're so, so proud of you. And like, you do deserve to have it. And I, 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 I feel like all these haters and people like I people are always gonna have something to say that's the thing and it it can be your closest friends you might have lost so many friends throughout this process you might have lost so many you know people that you thought were going to be there but essentially you're just you're you're paving a way for your future that you you didn't even know was possible you know what I'm saying and you did it and you are still doing it so it's like yeah acting might be the end goal and whatnot and possibly music but like right now you were doing so much more than just that like even if it feels like you're not doing that so I just have to tell you because like like people are really rooting you on girl and like we're we're so excited to see all the things that you're gonna achieve for real oh my god thank you so that means a lot I mean it's 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 crazy to hear that kind of messaging because I think oh my god like maybe I am making a difference (laughs) That, that means a lot to me and also like it's true I think especially like there's so many different types of people of color so there's many different types of latinas latinos everywhere like i think the the generation we're in right now we are so lucky yeah to have people that we've looked up to you know cheer us on people within our own community but also within our own communities and i don't know if you're the same way we have some of the biggest haters like, yeah no oh yeah one thousand percent yeah like every time i see and like i was talking to another content creator about this where I was telling her, you know, it really is the people in our own spaces that either don't cheer us on enough. I think, and I, I think we saw this a lot with the brand trip situation that was going on, um, where it's like, if you want to see these people do these things, then you need to cheer them on. You need to give them the platform. And if you want that platform, then you do it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just, I, I think it's like, I will always be someone who's like, Hey, let's cheer them on. Let's, platform them let's give them whatever they need so that other kids and like other even grown adults it's crazy to hear grown adults tell like people our age like whoa I never saw myself until I saw you doing these things and it's like exactly people in other generations are like whoa like this is so cool like uh oh my gosh i don't know if you saw that guy uh who's going viral right now on tiktok because he spent like 14 years writing that book or whatever and now he's the number one like amazon seller for like serial killer that like serial killer genre book and he spent 14 years working on that and he was just like overwhelmed by the amount of love that he's getting just just from having this platform like i feel like social media can be this dark grueling annoying hatred filled place but is also a place where you can connect with other people it's a place where you can find yourself in other people that you may have never seen because you grew up in x small town in the middle of nowhere or whatever but like 
I just truly think social media it can be whatever you choose to make it so it's like and like and these days you're so able to just block out what you don't want to hear like every every time i see something that i'm like literally just not interested in you best believe i'm holding the video and clicking not interested on tiktok because i'm like there's i mean we're already being shoved so much information in our face and i think this year i've also been just working personally on just like consciously consuming the stuff that i want to consume because you're able to stay in your own bubble for you know for what you need to stay in your own bubble from like i'm not on you know certain parts to TikTok for certain reasons but like you know what I'm saying but I just feel like you should be able to filter out the things that you want to you know watch and consume and I think that people for example like you're talking about who are just hating and people who are coming you know from your own communities it's like you just also got to realize that that's stemming from so much inner inner hate and inner conflict that like they haven't even processed yet and honestly so many people haven't met themselves there so like they see someone who looks like them and like doing all the things that they wish that they could do and the first thing that they think is oh why and it, and it doesn't stem from you it, it actually has nothing to do with you at yeah. all it deals with them so like and that's something that it's like I can try and help pull you out of it and inspire you but also that's not your job like that your job is to just I mean you did this again out of fun you your job when you first posted your TikTok video I'm sure you weren't like this is to inspire the generation of Latinas <laughs> like yeah, that was not, not the goal but like but it ended up being that so like I guess you like remembering why you started doing this is also such a key I guess factor of like the the just yeah. the love overall you know what I'm saying like it just it comes from such a deeper place but also such a not serious place like the internet is just not a serious place and I feel like it's so easy to take people's words who are hiding behind the freaking phone and commenting all these hate comments it's so easy to take that to heart because it's like oh dang like you watched me like you 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 had the right to have some kind of opinion but also you have the right to just shut that shit out and <laughs> just be like Absolutely. I'm over it yeah 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 so um yeah, I, I, how do you, how do you deal with all the comments and hate comments now? I guess that's a question. I definitely, I always say this. I mean, I, I am someone who takes everything to heart and I've, I've been that way since I was little. Yeah, it's really hard to block things out. And I think that that also stems from, I feel like when I was younger, I was an only child for seven years um, until my brother was born, which I love him. He's awesome. Um, but I was praised a lot as a child for anything I did. And as I got older, that praise stopped. And I used to think, well, if the praise stopped, then I'm doing something wrong. Right, right. So I need to, like, keep that ruling. It's almost like a reward system. Like, it's an incentive for me to keep going. And when I first started getting a couple of hate comments, I would be like, oh, whatever. Like, it's cool. But as they, as, as it grew or as the platform got a bit bigger, I, like, couldn't do that anymore. Yeah. I would really sit there and listen to it and be like, no one wants me there. Like, clearly I'm doing something wrong. Like, I need to change something. And I still definitely take a lot of things to heart, but I try not to think about it too much. I think right now I'm working on, A, looking over those comments and just thinking, you know what? Because a lot of people always tell me it's jealousy. They're just jealous. And I would be like, yeah, I get that. But, like, it doesn't feel that way to the the receiver. It feels like they're telling me, like, you suck. And I'll be like, okay, I get it. You know, I may, but I don't. Like, you know, you have to... I'm trying to learn to just brush things over and just feel a lot better about when someone leaves a comment, I'll think, you know what? That's cool. Like you leave your comment. I will be deleting it and I will be blocking you because why should I let you continue to consume my content? 
you are able to curate as much as you are able to curate the videos and content that you put out you're also able to curate the people who who are watching and consuming your content like i mean and and i feel like a lot of people don't understand that because it's at, at i guess at the beginning it's just all about getting the views and getting the exposure but it's like if it's not getting exposure from the community that I want to get exposure from, then it's not really that important to me. So like, I'm so quick. Like if I see a random, like a random account, follow me. That's just like, not probably the person that I want to be following me. I just block them. I don't care about that number five, you know, like I don't really care. I'm like, I'm so focused on building a community of viewers and just a community that supports each other too. That like, it doesn't like, I'm not really looking to have a million followers full of people that I just don't like, don't commu- don't communicate with, don't feel connected to. Like, it's just not that important to me. So like, I feel like people, if you guys are dealing with hate comments or whatever that may be or hate in your life or whatever, like it is so easy to just like, or not easy, but it, it's easier said than done. But once you're able to just kind of shut out all the stuff that you don't want, I think it becomes easier No. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think also like, with a platform like TikTok, the tides can turn so quickly. Oh my gosh, yeah. The tides can turn overnight. I, I think in a way, one thing that I've always said is I'm trying to be as consciously responsible as I can be because it can all be taken away in a matter of minutes. Like you can be shut out, you can be tossed around. Like I, it's really hard with a platform like TikTok. It is. I think with platforms like Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, you build your following for such a long period. You do. That those followers don't necessarily stay up to date on A, everything you're doing, everything that everyone's saying about you. I think with TikTok, it's like, oh, one one video about someone talking about you and it goes around. Oh, I see it in every community. I, I like and it's so crazy because like also the comments like You've got to remember that the people who are commenting don't represent the majority of the people in this world. TikTok mm-hmm. also doesn't re- represent the majority of people in this world, and that's so hard to remember because based on the exposure and proximity that we are to like social media and like our generation to social media, we just believe that. So it's so yeah. easy to just believe that like that's all that exists out there, but like you have to so remember that like there's a reality outside of the phone and I guess just kind of connecting with your why and why you're choosing Mm -hmm. to either consume what you're consuming or comment on what you're commenting on or whatever like I guess I want to ask you like what what do you feel like your why was and has it changed over time especially to like where you are now um I think my why hasn't necessarily changed I think my how has changed Mm. because I used to think how am I going to take this spin it and you know put out something bigger like I I just watched Babylon a couple months ago um and I think back to what Diego Calva's character Manny said where he's like I want to be a part of something bigger how do you get to be a part of something bigger without changing something about yourself yeah and and it's really hard because I think also as as my platform has grown my why hasn't necessarily changed but my how has because I think okay in a way, numbers do matter. There's so many opportunities that I have been a either they've been you know taken away, they've been offered, but then they say we're gonna go with this person because their numbers are bigger, and that it's just the way of the world. It really is now, especially with allegedly this looming recession. Yeah. I don't want to get into it, but you know, like brands are really looking at the numbers and thinking what's the what's the person that's gonna get me the highest number of likes or views or all of this stuff. So I think with my stuff, it's like how do I not change myself? to fit this mold for brands to like me. 
But then I also have to still look in the mirror at the end of the day and be like, oh, well, I still like me. Yeah. Because I think, I'm like, I want all of these opportunities. How do I get them? Oh, well, this is how you get them. You have to change something. You have to get higher numbers. It's, it's really difficult, I think, as a creator to still have, I don't know, some bit of humanity left because mm-hmm. this is your job. You're yeah. fighting for the same thing. And it's very competitive. And I, I will say, I'm not friends with a lot of content creators, and that's a very personal choice of mine. The one, like, I'm friends with you. I'm friends with Jazz. There's a very – it's not that I'm very picky. It's more so – it's very competitive. And as soon as I feel like you're trying to compete, I don't feel the need to be competitive. I want to be good at something and be really great Agreed. at it. But I don't – I don't need to sit there and listen to you tell me, well, I did this. I don't care, personally. Like, that's terrible. Like, why should I listen to you tell me, well, I did this, well, I did this. It's great if if it sounds like you're just telling me out of a place of, like, oh, my God, like, here, like, look at this. This is so exciting. Cool. But if you're telling me out of a place of numbers, competition, I don't want to hear it. It's not worth it. And, like, it, it ruins so much of the the fun aspect if you know what i'm saying because it's like once this becomes your job aka something that you can definitely relate to at this point it's like you're it's like yes it's about paying the bills too at the end of the day because this is the job so it's like why do i want to hear more of that in the friendships that i'm consuming like 24 7 if that's what it's all about you know what i'm saying like i just want genuine human connection and if that doesn't align with what's going on and we're not on the same page then like so be it like I just don't I don't I've I've also had to learn this year just kind of the Mm. the letting go of all this stuff that just doesn't see fit especially going through chronic illness now like I just don't have the time because I'm like I I feel like I'm also a yes man like I'll say yes to so many things so many people meet with this person meet with this person because like I genuinely do enjoy meeting new people but then when it comes to the kinds of people that I'm meeting I'm like okay well like might not want to see that person again like you know and like it's not even yeah. out of like i i don't like you like there's issues like it's not even that it's just like uh, what can i fit in my life right now and if it's not this oh we gotta rearrange some stuff so no i, I completely feel you like i i feel like all my friends that i've met through content creation or like who are in that space and even all the people that i have on my podcast like these are people that i genuinely admire people that i genuinely like want to root for and and see big things happening for them in their own ways but like I also just like love them as a person and I think that there's so much to be said about that and in the world of Hollywood and how dark it can be and how nasty it can be which a lot of people don't know a lot of people don't know that and there's a lot that even goes beyond just the hate comments now because now it's industry people it's all these people that like you're quote-unquote trying to get to as far as like that level or whatever but like to me it's just not even worth it like it's just not worth it and I think one thing about Gen Z that I'm so so excited for and like the people that we're 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 starting to curate as our new upcoming directors filmmakers and actors and whatever like we're going to be able to curate such a nice and beautiful new space that is exactly what we want it to be once all these little old people just kind of fall off the grid you know because like Mm -hmm. because because Hollywood right now it's it's very interesting it's it's uh, it's good in some ways and but a lot of ways it's just not and you probably know the feelings of that what what makes you feel compelled to keep going in this industry knowing that like I guess that's kind of looming over your head knowing that you almost have this like responsibility to make this beautiful environment that is just kind of not there yet I think for me it it, it, it goes back to (laughs) Manny and Babylon I want to be a part of something bigger in a really positive way and I I feel like right now I'm at a stage where I'm not doing a lot of things for me 
I'm doing a lot of things for the bigger man because I'm thinking, well, how can I get ahead? I really want right. to do this. There's opportunities that come in that I don't always necessarily think this is great, but it's going to help me. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, it's, I want to, in the future, let people like me be able to say no. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I want to, I want to let them know, like, it's okay to not do everything. I, it, it's good to give people the option. And I think in a lot of early stages of career, whether you're a PA, whether you're a gaffer, whether you work in, like, whatever you work in, it's, it's really, really hard to say no. Mm -hmm. um, and this is the year that I've learned to say no. And it's only the beginning. Like, obviously, we're still in February. But I feel like just as a whole from January to now, I've been really selective. And I feel like last year I wasn't because I thought, you know, it's going to be over if I don't do this. Yeah. So I want to give people the option years from now, like younger children, um, teens, tweens, everything in between, literally. Like, if you if, – if you don't want to do it, you have the option to pick and choose. You have the option to tell whether your agent, your manager, your parent, if they're managing whatever you're doing, that you don't have to do it. It's really hard, I think, for a lot of actors, for a lot of directors, and these people who are like, if I don't do this, like, will this affect my career? It's so hard. And then keep keeping relationships with certain brands, streaming services, um, studios, you feel like you're doing them favors a lot of the time because, A, they're not paying you. Yeah. Most of the time, it's like, this is a great opportunity for you. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to take it, we'll give you the chance. Um, so, yeah, it's just building that opportunity for people to pick and choose. That's how I feel about it. And I, I want years from now, a lot of people that are – I'm only 23 right now. But people that are 23 and below, I want to talk to somebody and then say, you know, I had this option, but I didn't really feel like – it served me. It didn't serve my moral compass. It wasn't something that I wanted to do. Right. Um, and I said, no. And I don't want to hear it. It was a struggle because people in my ear were like, you should do it. Like, it would be good for you. No, if you feel that you can't do it, don't do it. Yeah. Learning to say no is such a big part of this, a big part of this industry because I feel like a lot of morals are sometimes compromised. A lot of values are compromised because it's so easy to see, like, the end goal and be like, well, if I want to be up there, I'm going to have to give in to this and this, this and this. And at a certain point, you really have to look at it and value, like, see what's inside of you and be like, yeah. is this worth it? And, like, genuinely ask yourself that question because it is so easy to be a yes man to these people because you know that, like, they're able to get you to a certain place or whatever. And, like, I, I've been thinking about that a lot recently, too. And I'm like, what am I willing to compromise? Like what are the things that I'm willing yeah. to compromise and what are the things that I'm just not able to compromise? Like, it's just not going to happen. You know, like I'll work with a shitty person on set if it means like, okay, we're going to create art together, whatever, because yes. like, you're not going to get along with everybody, but like a shitty person who's doing things that I'm not really comfortable with, uh, that I'm not okay with. And I'm not going to say yes to that no matter what, that's not going in my morals. That's not going in my vow, whatever. Um, and yeah. And this, I, I guess this is a lot of like, the behind the scenes that we just also don't see like for yeah. with people talking about with their own success stories or whatever in Hollywood and seeing how people got to a certain place it's so easy to just be like oh like that happened overnight but there's a lot of interesting things that have happened overnight <laughs> and, 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 and a lot of you know what I'm saying and like at a certain point you really do just have to be like yes no like pros and cons list like sit there and be <laughs> like yes and no um and figure that out and um yeah well I know a lot of people were asking about just kind of like your advice and going into going into this industry and figuring it out. I mean, like you might be like, oh, <laughs> the eyes you just gave me just just signaled that she might not know how to answer this. But I feel like you'll have some good insight. Um, 
just about getting into this industry from your own perspective. I mean, you did have a quote unquote unconventional way of getting into this industry. But if anything, to me, it kind of shows that like you can kind of do whatever you want, like and, and get to where you want, however you want to do that. It just takes a little bit of commitment. So I guess when it comes to like your um, I'll ask you from the point of you starting TikTok and all that stuff, like was there any point like in you where you were like well yes i'm doing this just for consistency but i also know that like this could be something big like in the future or was it literally just strictly for fun and it was like not even thinking about it whatsoever because i know people are asking like oh i kind of want to start my own stuff but like it's oversaturated and whatever it's like what would you say to all of all of that well firstly every job is oversaturated thank you you. they're not gonna hire you think they're not gonna hire another mailman like do you think they're not gonna hire another grocery store worker like no matter what industry you want to go to and especially this one yes there are a ton of beauty influencers film talk people you know but there's room for everybody and i think i've realized again going back to the friendships with creators not all of us think there's room for everybody i think there's room for everyone because at the end of the day Hollywood's always going to be hiring. Hollywood will always be hiring people no matter what you want to do. There are certain careers that are obviously a lot more difficult, like Mm -hmm. acting is obviously really hard. But if you are someone who really has the passion and the right ethos to do it, you are absolutely going to make it. No matter what you end up doing, no matter what project you do. I feel like there's a lot of success stories that also happened way later on in life. There's so many actors where like, I didn't get my start till I was like 29. Exactly. You're thinking at like, from your teens, I want to say to mid-20s, I think like this all the time, I'm running out of time. I feel like I'm literally not going to get to where I but want to be. But that's society and capitalism instilling this thought in us that like we're going to expire at 25. Like, and that's just not true. Yeah. It's not true. And uh, I, there's just a lot of societal standards that I think don't need to change necessarily. I think Gen Z is thinking differently already enough to where that doesn't have to change. We just know ourselves that we're going to be okay. Um, and I mean, when you want to join an industry like this one, very cutthroat, yeah. I think, I think, as you said, no one gets to see a lot of the behind the scenes. There's a lot of no's, there's a lot of rejection. And a lot of people say like rejection is just redirection, but it doesn't feel that way when it happens. Like it feels terrible. Like I, I can attest when I, when I get rejected or when I get told, you know, I can't do something, I just, I cry and that's okay. My therapist tells me that that. And that is fine. It is so like, fine. Me and my antidepressants will work overtime <laughs> to get through it. Um, but yeah, I think don't think of it as oversaturated because once you start thinking about about it like that in your mind, you're never going to get to do it. You're going to think, oh, well, there's no room for me. Yes, there absolutely is. There's so many different ways to come in. And as you said, mine was, I think, extremely unconventional in the sense that like, okay, how do I get from point A to point B to point C to point D? And there's no right path. Um, I don't know if anyone believes in manifestation or tarot. I have tarot readings very often. Um, and I love them. I think they're very insightful. Even if I get a tower card, like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. It's okay. That just means something is ending. A rebirth is happening. Um, and a lot of people tell me, like, you manifested this. It was so unintentional. I did not ever mean to do... I don't think... If I never did, I would be sitting here with you, obviously. Like, it's something that just, thank God, happened. I I thank God every day for it. But it's something that I didn't anticipate when I started making those videos. And to start off, I used to make Harry update account stuff. Like, my old TikTok (laughs) used to be about, like, One Direction. Because I'm still a fan, and I obviously am a fan of Harry. But um, after I pivoted and made the other content, which was inspired by this girl, Georgia, who was also on TikTok, super awesome, um... 
I remember thinking, okay, this is more fun. I'm having a bit more fun. I was really frustrated with my old account and I didn't really like how it was going anymore. So I was mm-hmm. able to just in my mind say, you know what? Like, why not make something new? Why not take this run with it? And the bigger it got, the more I was like, okay, like, whoa, BuzzFeed reached out. That's crazy. Like things like that, like childhood things were like, I used to take BuzzFeed quizzes. Like we all did. We all used to take a BuzzFeed yes, quiz. We did. Um, but yeah, it, that's when it started feeling like, oh wow, this is kind of nuts. Like there's yeah. no way that I thought this could ever happen to me. And even my parents to this day, I don't think they can believe that I have moved to LA and I've moved out and I've done everything, but it was all unintentional up until the Academy Awards. And then after that is when I start. That's so surprising to me that it took that for you to be like, and now I kind of see something serious. Cause like, attending premieres, attending events is really fun. It's the more glamorous side of it. Um, and also like the way I started attending events. I mean, I was very fortunate enough to attend a Marvel premiere as my very first ever yes. uh, Eternals was wonderful. I write uh-huh. for that movie all the time. But then after that, go, I, I attended a West Side Story premiere after that. And those are so fun. But that's not a career. That's getting your picture maybe taken. True. You watch the movie. If you want to actually, you know, be considered industry standard, that's you start working in anything. You accept right. deals. You do that. So... I remember I accepted my first deal after I got my manager and I thought, oh, wow, this is really cool. But I still worked my two retail jobs. Right, like I, right. I didn't stop working. I, still, I was still in school. After the Academy Awards, I was like, whoa. Like that, felt like that felt like it was a career move. That felt like people were really interested in what I had to say and what I was doing. And I was lucky enough to do it with someone, Straw Hat Goofy, yeah, yeah. Who, had, who had done that before. He'd been a host before. So I had a little bit of a mentor type guide me through it. And now that that's, you know, now that I have, now that that's over, it's like, well, what's next? Mm -hmm. So after the Academy Awards, that's when it for sure felt more of like a job. And then before that, it was just super fun. Oh, well, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that doesn't make complete sense now. I I guess I was just thinking like, even when you were attending the premieres, like it's so much easier to picture yourself doing the other stuff too, now that you're in the room where it happens, you know, type thing. But, but that's interesting that, yeah, that, that doesn't make sense that like having that first like hosting like experience and having that be like almost your first hosting experience. Like I can see how the, the wheels were turning being like, yeah, now, now I can see it for sure because we're, we're here um that was yeah that was so so cool and i i guess now where where do you see yourself going next what are the things that are i mean whatever you can talk about obviously but like <laughs> what, what are the kinds of things that are in the works and what are you what are you planning to do oh my gosh the big question the big big question the big question and it doesn't well, have to be specific anything no it's i have so much to say um, <laughs> well, right now I am in an NBC program, the NBC Creator Accelerator program, and I'm lucky enough to have, I want to say, 12 or 13 other content creators that are in it, and we have this huge, it's like a great opportunity, where we were reached out to all by NBC, and we are going to get to make short-form content for them, so I actually am pitching my show literally next week, which is crazy, so I have a show idea, thank you, I mean, and that also all goes back to, like, it's definitely such a privilege to be a content creator because opportunities like that don't go to people who have been working for so long, which is so unfortunate. And I feel very grateful to have it. Um, but I'm getting to pitch a show idea and it's only, it's short form again, eight to 15 minutes max. Um, where I know, and it's, it's like the opportunity of a lifetime really. And even if let's say it doesn't happen for me, it's a great way to network. There's people I've met that, you know, I probably wouldn't have met at a premiere or at another event. Um, so that's what's happening and hopefully that will develop 
I'm literally hoping that it will develop over the next couple of months. Um, and my manager and I are working extremely hard to make it happen. Um, and then also, I talked about music earlier, but I really yeah. want to go into the music space. But I want to make music in Spanish. I really love reggaeton. That would be so awesome. Love Becky G. Love Gaudi. Yes. Like, I love Ivy Queen. Like, all of the, the women and men that came to do it before me, I really want to just try my hand at it. And if I don't like it, then I'll stop. I, I'm trying to be more open-minded about things like that. And then... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I definitely don't think I have anything except that that's crazy coming up. It's it's certainly just like whatever comes in the inbox. Um, but also trying to find an agent. Oh yeah, wait. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Wait, I I just assumed that you were signed already. No, well, my manager has her own agency. She is very hands-on, which I enjoy. I didn't know what having a manager was. Yeah, it's important to have someone, especially, quote-unquote, at the beginning of your career, which, like, back then you were at the beginning of your career. It's, like, you want someone that can, like, guide you with the reins and, like, actually not take advantage of you. And that's kind of hard to find sometimes at the very beginning. But I'm so glad that you lucked out with that. No, yeah, thank you. She's awesome. Um, And... But also, like, for acting, I do need an agent. And I'm trying to submit for things, you know, independently. Because I've realized a lot of actors who submit for something and get something big don't even have an agent at the beginning. They get an agent way after. So I'm hoping either that happens to me or someone signs me. And it's also just, like, the game of, like, who who are you repped by? Who's your agency? And it's, it's always like, that. I know. And it's, like, this, oh, I hate that. <laughs> when I'm in an event, they're like, wait, I thought you were in an agency. I'm like, no, not right now. But if anything, that gives you, I, I, I hope that that gives you inspo that now you kind of have the free reins to pick and choose. Like, think about it like that, because I feel like sometimes yeah. when it's like, oh, sign me, pick me, it's like, it's kind of annoying because it's like, eh, like, you're just, you're just WME, whatever, you're just CAA, whatever. <laughs> but it's like, you are the Emily Uribe. Like, you deserve to be with an agency that is giving you everything that you want and more. And like, that's supporting you on your journey and like, sees good things happening to you and not just like dip out when things are hard, because especially me right now going through TSW I I was so nervous to talk to like my manager and my agents because I first of all didn't even really know what I was going through second of all I was so nervous that like I'm gonna be out for how long I'm not I'm there's no way that I'm gonna be able to be supported and all that was responded to me was love and support and it's like Jada take all the time that you need we completely understand and like that's all you really need and I like hopped on a call with my manager like two days ago too and she was like she was like your agency like they're just they're sitting pretty like they were just waiting for you to come back whenever you come back and like that sounds so good to hear and you don't feel like you have to rush your healing journey you don't feel like you have to rush anything you know and it's like I'm willing to wait for good people to come around like that versus just being like, okay, I'll just sign with you so that it's like the agency game, you know? So like, it feels so much better to have. And I'm like, I'm so glad that you, you right now are with the manager that is like giving you that support. So like, you don't even really need the acting agency right now. That'll come in the future when like, when you need that, you know? No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I'm just hoping that towards end of year, I feel a bit better about like, you know, having an agent. Yeah. Hopefully. It's just really hard to get someone to want to believe in you in that way, especially when you're so new. But also, like, I didn't start as an actor. Why I started more as, like, a, I needed, like, a digital agent. Um, but Amanda is, like, my absolute greatest gift. I love gift. That. So there's nothing, There's no one else, I think, who could manage me the way that she has and she also gets so many compliments on like you've done so much like that's crazy I'm so proud of her like that, honestly that 
even just being a manager, like, I feel like people forget, like, how much work that they had to do initially to get you off the ground. So, like, I thank my team, like, 24-7 because, like, even all the work that they're doing behind the scenes that you don't see until an appointment is in your inbox or whatever, like, there's <laughs> so much going on behind the scenes. And, like, you've got to – well, like, if you aren't signed listening to this podcast thinking that you want to get signed management-wise or agency-wise or whatever, like, it's important to remember, like, what are the things that you can you can offer as a as a creative, as, a, as you know, just being a good human being too is just – such a big part of it because it's like no one wants to sign someone that they just don't they don't want to get along with i don't care how much talent you have everyone can act everyone can sing whatever like you know and it's like unless you're like beyonce or something like that like (laughs) like everyone can hold a note or two so it's like it depends on like it depends on so many other factors so you have to you have to feel good within yourself too like you do not want to step into this hollywood space and environment feeling like you don't really know who you are what you stand for the things that you want from this career because then you will turn into a yes man and what have emily and i've been talking about this entire episode learning to say no (laughs) yeah like so important because it's like only then will you be able to really figure out like it'll be so much easier and so much more clear once you know those like root values rather than just jumping into this and being like, yes, 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 because you will burn out and that is not fun and it's very, very exhausting. But, um, but yeah, um, uh, I think someone had asked, like, I mean, I'm assuming it's the Academy Awards, but someone had asked, like, what was your, what was your like biggest thing that you feel like has been like, what was the coolest moment that you've had so far? You can give us like a couple of fun, like stories if you want. Um, so that we can hear the like bts of it all (laughs) oh my gosh i think probably for sure number one will always be no actually you know what i think of that like work-wise it will always be um the academy awards i mean again it was just the craziest opportunity to receive i remember at that point when i had gotten it i was like oh my god that's really (laughs) no No, that's perfect That's really cool. Like, I thought, holy shit, like, this is the start of something bigger, and I really had a wonderful time. Um, But probably my favorite thing that I've ever gone to is, um, what is it called? The Eternals premiere. The story of how it happened was my friend Cameron, Mm -hmm. I believe he works at Lucasfilm, um, and he had texted me. um, He texted me. He said, oh, hey, what's your email? We have a magical surprise. (laughs) Not a magical surprise. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to get like a PR box or something from the Mandalorian. Cause again, he worked for Lucasfilm. I never assumed it was for anything Marvel. And I gave him my email. And at this moment I didn't have a manager. It was just me. So it was me managing my inbox, but nothing was really rolling in. It was definitely mm-hmm. just like, Oh, like a, like fun little things here and there or um, like certain little interviews that I did, which were so fun. But I remember I got the email like the next day and it said, we want to invite you to the Eternals premiere. And I was shocked. because so you were like, yes! <laughs> yes! My favorite, like, movie, one of my favorite movies in my top ten is Iron Man. I'm a huge Marvel fan. I, I am such a big superhero fan. I grew up reading comics with my father. Aww. Like, all those types of things. So, for both of us, it was, like, huge. And I remember I got the invite, and I think I literally cried. Like, I cried on my couch. I was watching TV at the moment, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, there's no way this is happening to me. This only happens to people who, like, have millions of followers and all this stuff. Um, and then I got to go and I brought my ex-boyfriend with me when I was together, but (laughs) no, that's That's okay. okay. Um, and he also got to meet a couple people that he really admired and I just got to be there and I thought, this is it. Like, this is so, like, this is it. This is crazy. Um, and then when I got my manager, she was like, you didn't get your photo taken? Did you not ask for a step in RP? And I was like, I don't even know what that is. Like, girl, I, I just 
nice but excited and ready to ready to show off a right like, you know um and then also probably my second my third i think favorite thing that ever happened was meeting my stylist mariah Aww. and meeting my makeup artist brian i think styling is a really important part of it is how you develop um your photos and everything and the thing, the reason I was able to get into the styling game is because my manager for West Side Story, I don't work with the stylist anymore, but she was awesome. Her name was Kiana. And Amanda was like, you need a stylist. Like, you need to get a stylist. And Amanda actually funded that entire experience wow. for me because she said, you want to look the best you look. It doesn't matter if you're not in the movie. It doesn't matter yeah. if you're not, you know, a part of it. You're going and you want people to be like, whoa. Because you are your package. You are literally your package. And at first, you are face value to whoever you, you meet. So, exactly. like, you do want to present yourself as well as you possibly can. So, that that, that means that does make sense yeah no yeah and um she did such a great job for west side story and then i think a couple months later i started working with mariah um and our looks have gotten i think better and better and better like she really understands we have pinterest boards i chat with her pretty often i'm actually going to the bel air premiere next wednesday um and i have a, i have a fitting with her soon and it's it's an expense that like if you want to expense it, it's really, I think it matters. I, I don't like styling myself for events. And when I do, I try really hard because I think, what would Mariah think? <laughs> what would she think? And I always ask for her. Opinion. You just want to relieve that stress. Yeah, it's like, it's such a stress reliever to not have to worry about an outfit, but it is expensive. Mm. Um, and she just consistently listens to everything I have to say. She gets me or tries to get me like what I ask for. And I think at this stage, it's really difficult because I'm not the sample size. I am not, you know, someone who is super famous like I literally have no name considerably to be requesting bigger gowns or designers but she really does make me feel like I matter and that's really important to me and then Brian my makeup artist he's Latino so you know I love him I think he's awesome and he's in my opinion like the best at what he does and he always compares us to Kim and Mario because he thinks you are like so young you're so excited about everything and it's so fun to get to glam you because I think we're gonna we're both gonna grow and we're both gonna stay working together that's what you want those like good relationships that you can solidify like that's the best feeling ever like no one wants to work with someone shitty that just has a bad attitude that like doesn't want the best for you and has other intentions that are mal like with malintent like you just like like you said like it's funny how i asked you like what is like the coolest experience whatever and it's like one of them is definitely like meeting the people who are like in your life already that is so so important and if anything that should go to show you guys like start to hone in the relationships that you were having right now like even jazz like literally we were talking and we were she she was freaking out she was like you emily and like Aaliyah from sex lives of college girls she's like you three are like the people that i like i looked up to before even any of this happened and i was like that is ridiculous first of all um that's crazy but but even now it's like now we're like video game buddies and like that's all we do and like and it's so so important to have these just like relationships that you're able to rely on and go to because that's kind of what it's all about like yes we can harp on acting and career and industry all day long but like it is so important to develop like the people that you really want to grow with and the people that you want to be beside and like and rely on because sometimes the industry can feel so lonely so by yourself I mean like if you're a content creator you're sitting at home editing 24 7 like by yourself you're you're just shooting self tapes by yourself maybe you have a scene partner but even then it's so lonely and sometimes you miss that collaborative like experience to be with other people because it can like you said feel so competitive so like oh we're competing but like even when some of my friends get some of the same auditions and same whatever it's like 
we're just so excited to tape, you know, like we're so excited to just be able to do the thing that we love together. And like, it's not about, yeah. oh, you're going to tape and blah, 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 blah. Like, ew, <laughs> like, I just don't want to, I don't want to deal with that. That's not fun. Um, and that just, that just makes me so happy. I'm glad you're surrounded by people that, that love you, that are able to want to watch you grow because you, you were so deserving of that. And everyone's so deserving of that. No matter, no matter what, no matter what you're doing, you deserve to have good people that, that want the best intentions for you. So that makes me happy. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, any more like words, tips? Oh, you have to give your top adulting tip. That's what you have to do. Do you have a top oh adulting God. tip, especially Miss <laughs> Emily Rive, freshly 23, moved into her own apartment in LA? What adulting tip do you have? It can be so simple, so elaborate if you'd like. <laughs> My biggest, I have two. Give it. My biggest adulting tip, I think number one, get a financial advisor. You need to get a financial You're so advisor. right. I'm trying to get one right now because A, I don't, I didn't grow up learning how to budget money and especially like- our education system is, um, interesting and that that's not what we're, we're initially taught unless you go to school for that. So yes, I second this. Yeah, no, exactly. I think I grew up with parents who also like, they knew how to budget their money. But when I started working, I started working at around like 15 and a half, 16. And I would think I'm going to spend this Hollister check however I can, because I want to buy a shirt. I want to buy food. I want to go out with my friends. And it's like, by the end of the week, I'd be like, where to go to get paid again? (laughs) I'm out of money. Um, so getting a financial advisor, I'm trying to get one. My manager's trying to help Mm -hmm. me get one. Like, and also like business managing and that's an expense, but also I think even if you're in college, it's so important to have someone show you how to budget or money. Um, and then my second tip, have a routine. It's incredibly difficult for me to not have a routine. And I'm one of the most unorganized (laughs) people. Like my room right now, a disaster, but I set time in the week to at least pick it up, clean up my space. You know, I have the routine of I'm going to go on a walk on that walk. I'm going to stop to get a coffee. When I come back, I'm going to look at my email. My manager will call me. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do this. Like, just things like that that really help get your day. And even if your routine is done by 2 p.m., at least you did something. At least you organized, you had time for yourself, and then after that, do whatever you want. You know, like, feel free to go on another walk, go to the mall, like, do whatever your little heart desires. If you have a job and you get home, what's your routine after you get home from work? You know, you shower, you take off your work clothes. What's your routine after you get home from the gym? What time are you eating? And also, like... I do sometimes regulate what times I eat because then it helps me in my mind. I have this time frame from this to this before I have lunch and then this time frame from this to this before I have dinner. And sometimes it changes all the time. Like if my friends at night are like, do you want to go to dinner? Yes, I do. Like, why not? Like, why not do that? Um, but also it just helps you. And don't be afraid to have a late night snack. Yes. Have your snack. Have your snack. Eat, like do whatever, make whatever you want. Cause I used to regulate, especially at night. I'd be like, I can't eat past 7 <laughs> No, and I'd be like, could not be me. <laughs> no, like and it, it was like more of like a, Oh my God, like I can't eat because then when I wake up, I'm going to wake up loaded. Who like, unless you really have a health issue, I think you should just do exactly whatever you want for your body. Um, but yeah, financial advising <laughs> and routine, very important adulting tips. <laughs> I love that. And coming from the queen herself, you guys just have to listen. I mean, uh, you, you just have to listen. Um, anyway, <laughs> but um, yeah, I thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been so long awaited. But um, shout out, shout out your socials too, so that everyone can find you if they don't already know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, thank you for having me. I had a wonderful time, and I'm so happy we made. We had some technical difficulties. Oh, it at was first, y'all. Like, guys. I don't know what's been going on. My my recording platform. I even had problems with Jasmine not ja- 
Jazz Garvin, but Jasmine, my previous one, we had issues too, and I don't know what was going on, but I hope this stops soon because I need I need more guests and I need my guests <laughs> to feel like they were, they were not having technical difficulties, but we ended up making it happen, so that's good. We made it work, we and it. that's all that matters. Yes. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me. I had a wonderful time. Yay. and I literally am so grateful that we are connecting this way, and all of my socials are just my name, Emily Uribe, but the spelling changes on each, so Jazz will, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure Jazz will text me and be like, girl, why are there so many easy uh, No, for real. Because uh, I remember <laughs> the first time I met, I met her at Poker Face. I know. She was, she was like, wait, why is your name different on every platform? I'm like, babe, I have no idea. Like, Because it is. <laughs> and it is. But Jada will put all of that in the description on both Apple and Spotify. Um, so yeah, Emily Uribe everywhere. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. I'm so excited. Thank you. Alrighty, guys. Thanks for listening. And I will chat with you guys in a future episode. Bye-bye. Bye.